0: Hey, well, welcome back to Whole Nine Yards. You know, this is the podcast where Ray and I talk to you about some idioms, etymology, words, and stuff,
1: phraseologies, phraseology, yeah. fun
0: stuff that you you like. What's we say that? What's that mean? So, we accept
1: things without diving in,
0: and that's okay. But you know, this little depth on some of it, it can be fun. Agreed. Yeah. So I think today we're going to cover like, you know, a food umbrella. Maybe um, things that are food named, food things we say. Food
1: related. Food
0: related.
1: Probably part one of several on the food topic. Yeah. There'll be subsets. But yeah. But this is some food.
0: Definitely promising no eating or slurping sounds. We won't eat. Well, wow. which is just about food, it's not about...
1: Eating. Yeah, the, yeah. It's about English languages.
0: That's what we're talking about.
1: On the subject of food.
0: Or things that you think might be food.
1: Or have food words in them.
0: And and so to that end, I'll kick us off. Do it. I have, um, you know, I have up the Big Apple. Oh, okay. New York City, the Big Apple. Sure. What, what do you know about why we call New York City the Big Apple?
1: guessing um it's got to do with some sort of new amsterdam type of thing settlements that can't be right
0: because of the a is that right i don't
1: i don't know i uh, yeah
0: i like that amsterdam thing
1: well, i mean that's what they you know yeah that even guy old said new york in
0: that song yeah
1: was once new amsterdam
0: mm-hmm.
1: apple new york i don't know oh yeah I, I would say something to do with just the historical name of it being apple related
0: I mean, I like that explanation. All right, thank you. I really never thought a lot about it, but... Same. In a way, the actual rationale for why it's called that, while not 100% as many of these things are... <laughs> None of them. Not. Um, seems right to me. All right. Or it seems like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But what I didn't know... I don't know why. You know about the Charleston. You know about dance. The dance craze? Da- yeah. Sure. There was a dance called the Big Apple. Oh. And that was back, I think, in the 30s or something back around then. Right? Yeah. Um, I've never heard anyone talk about dancing the Big Apple. I don't recall I've never that. seen anyone no. dance the Mashed Big Potato, Apple. Mashed Potato?
1: Sure. Yeah. The ma- Monkey? That's a little later, I think. Sure. So
0: we're probably back in Charleston... Era
1: the Roaring Twenties. Well, you said thirties. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it's going to come out of that flapper esque time, out of the Depression era. Yeah. Um. However, there was a dance called the Big Apple, but no one can see how that is how New York City got its name. All right. 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 <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, the most likely, there were a couple other a uh, 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 sundry pot shots at at explanations that I'll pass over uh the one that seems likely that is makes the most sense to me is jazz musicians now it was the same era but jazz musicians you know we've all you know those of us that that love the uh, biographies of uh, music people and all yeah. that we know that back then bands would travel in cars across the country and play little gigs in little towns there was a lot of a lot of romantic and crazy stories about that uh, those jazz musicians used to call, you know, these little towns that they'd play, uh, just small apples. Do you know how we say small mm-hmm. potatoes? Small potatoes, yeah. Small apples, you know, because they're not going to make much money. It's a couple of people, but they got to do them all. Play them all so they can make some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you went to New York, that <laughs> was the big apple. That was where you, that you made it. That's where you're making your money. That's where you're doing stuff. And the references of New York... Being called the Big Apple by uh, the jazz musicians seems to be the most likely reason why we call it that. Nice. Today.
1: How's that? That's that's awesome. I'm always happy to have jazz references in pop culture, too. Big Apple. That's where you make the money.
0: Not All those little small apples. Small they, apples. They add up. You I,
1: got, I mean, when you do all the small apples. You got to have it. But then you have one weekend of the Big Apple. Nice. Yeah. I did not know that.
0: Yeah. So what do you got?
1: Big Apple. Well, I uh, looked into a favorite of mine because, uh, well, with a grain of salt is what I did. And and figuratively, we sort of use that as uh, with a degree of skepticism, right? Would you say?
0: Take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say if you said that to me, I would say, well, let's not be, yeah. Right. Let's not, let's not. Put too much weight on that explanation.
1: We'll take it into consideration. You but might have
0: taken my big apple story with a grain of salt.
1: Right, precisely. Yeah. I'm going to, like, all right, like in all of this that we say should be taken with that salt. Degree of skepticism, yeah. one of my favorites. I got you. The origins, again, I found and uh, records from that era are spotty at best. Huh. Uh, 77 AD. So we're going back pretty far. Wait, though. Yes.
0: The whole salt was was currency a long time ago. Salt
1: was always popular. Yes, important. You got that throw it
0: over your shoulder thing for luck or keep the demons away or something. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, keep the evil off you. Keep them alike. It was all salt. (laughs) But what I found uh, in uh, Pliny's Naturalis Historia. Yes, 77 AD, uh, translated into modern English. So, you know, there's probably some. Oh, there's some, some discrepancies. It's a little wonky. But little quote here that uh, apparently a man named Pompeius found when he was going through, a, uh, I guess, a, an old-timey medicine cabinet. He found a note that said, Take two dried walnuts, two figs, and 20 leaves of rue. Pound them all together with the addition of a grain of salt. If a person takes this mixture fasting, he will be proof against all poisons for the day. Literally saying... If you take some salt with the rest of the stuff, you will be proof to poison.
0: Yeah, but that that doesn't.
1: It implies that you the salt would help uh, the poison pill be be less serious, I guess. Uh, okay. But there's more good. And then uh, there's another another Roman fellow, uh, Pompey. Also, that's weird because the other guy was Pompeius. They really.
0: I mean, it's like named everybody the
1: same thing. Yeah, the Caesars. This guy's a part of the Caesar clan. He's a part of the triumvirate. One of the triumvirates. Uh, Roman general Pompey. um, He used to assume that you could become immune to certain poisons by dosing yourself with small doses of them every day. And with that, he would take salt with them to aid in the digestion of the poisons because they're so gross. I'm guessing.
0: Why are we all got all these poisons?
1: People, everybody died by assassination back then. Are you kidding me? I looked, and I'm like, all right, did this guy die from poisoning? Because clearly he's poisoning himself every day. Yeah. But no, he died from, like everybody else, being assassinated. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the poison, this way, anyway, the salt acts as a way to make the grossness of the flavors go down. So not in an immunity, but in a way to hear something that you're, it's unpleasant, maybe. Take something unpleasant and make it a little more pleasant.
0: But still, is this congruent to our current usage?
1: Well, then through the 17th century, it kind of, it just becomes morphed up until, you know, you get to modern times where uh, Reverend Lovejoy tells Ned, when Ned's making some crazy claims, he's like, Ned, you got to take this thing with a grain of salt. So it's going all the way from 77 AD up until...
0: The 77th episode of The Simpsons.
1: It's, it's later than that one, but one of The Simpsons episodes, yes.
0: All right. So, hey, yeah, that's morph- morphification. Yeah, it that's just kind of be...
1: happens. We, we do that. It just takes off.
0: Anyway, hey, everybody, stick with us. We got some more for you. Uh, we're going to read a couple of ads, and uh, we, we'll be right
1: back. Be right back.
2: Allswell believes in the power of a good night's sleep for all. Their products feature innovative technology and unbelievable comfort and support without deflating your wallet. Combining the best of both worlds, the Allswell features hybrid mattress technology with memory foam and individually wrapped coils. For a winning blend of comfort and support, follow the link in the show notes for financing as low as 0%, a 100-night risk-free trial, free shipping and returns, and a 10-year limited warranty designed to make good sleep accessible to all. Real luxury, unreal prices allswellhome.com whole nine yards is sponsored by big science music big science music is a can and one show award-winning original music and sound boutique providing scoring sound design radio podcast and audio post-production services for the advertising film and video industries Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at BigScienceMusic.com. That's BigScienceMusic.com.
0: And as promised, we're
1: back. Thanks for hanging out.
0: Yeah, thanks. So we'll do a couple more food ones for you. Uh, Ray, what do you got?
1: So, Jay, do you know uh who sang the song, well, I guess sings the song 30 Days in the Hole?
0: Oh, man. Uh it's uh Uriah Heep. No, wait. Uh wait now.
1: English band.
0: Man, it's like Uriah Heep. It's not Nazareth. No. Uh yeah, Man, the Hoople. No, it's on the Hoople. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Who is it's it?
1: It's a band called Humble Pie.
0: God, jeez, Louise. Yeah, I knew that.
1: Humble Pie. Figuratively, we we use it to, to mean what? What would you say if someone... I mean,
0: it's like eating crow, I think, to me. Like That's... A, right? If something happened, you know, you'd go, Oh, time for me to eat Humble Pie because I said, you know, you'd never be able to fit in those shoes, and then now you're in those shoes. So, yeah, Humble Pie
1: time. So you'd say you have faced humiliation and then apologized for said humiliation.
0: I, I, I almost would maybe word it, I, I've, humiliation's a little strong. Humility, well, um, I've been humbled. Humility, and so um, I've been humbled, so I'll eat the humble pie.
1: Okay. Yeah. Sure, I mean, that's, that's the, a figurative way that yeah. we use it. And you said, you mentioned eating crow, which is funny, because humble pie is actually a British phrase, uh, and the Americans chose eat crow same thing same thing kind of thing it gets there it's 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 an odd it's an odd one that we skipped ahead so humble pie uh which they believe came about through a process in the english language called meta-analysis i know stick with me i uh, I know that process which i i I love it's fascinating i did not know this there's a process that uh, divides or removes parts of words to form new words. So the word that the, they believe humble pie was based on is actually umble pie, which is a real pie, which is made of uh, not, not the best parts of animals, uh. the leftover things yeah. that maybe you know poor folk might have eaten back then. Uh, I believe that the term is awful these days, O-F-F-A-L. That's awful. Through the process of meta-analysis over the years and centuries, we added an H to humble pie, and made it humble pie.
0: Okay. So, I mean, is there a correlation for if I were in a situation where all I had to eat was humble pie? Right. Is it a hum- Is it humbling? Is that, that? Is
1: that it? That's the thing. Like, there is no direct correlation to a literal sense. Like, this is literally the the language kind of doing something, and it just. Coincidentally, being the word like we use the word humble for humble, but it doesn't mean that. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> but are we using the phrase
1: right? So well, same we, as if if we use it,
0: if we use it the same way we would use eat crow, almost kind of right.
1: sort of exactly.
0: Are are we using it right? Is that yeah. the way the British use it?
1: it that's the, it, it. Just became a phrase because of language it wasn't a necessarily a bad thing even the uh, the humble pie wasn't necessarily you know bad or, or or lowly it just happened to be made of stuff that wasn't you know like a wiener yeah exactly like hot dog stuff
0: all right so what is that what was it called again meta um,
1: meta meta analysis meta analysis that's when you divide words apart to become different words like I'm gonna just say another word I discovered an apron like an apron yeah. you would wear to you know to protect your clothing when you cook comes from a word that's napron n a p r o n and through this process became an apron and
0: also napkin probably but we'll save that for another show yes um all right well that's fascinating i found it to be i have a maybe a an easier, less fascinating one, but right. still, you know, I was a little amazed that this didn't mean or come from where I thought it came from, and that is brownie points. Okay. So brownie points means to you what?
1: Um, I guess a little bit of, you got a little extra, extra credit, I guess I'd call it that. Brownie points. i give you some brownie points, buddy. Yeah, like a star. You got a little star to put on your chart. A brownie point. All right. Uh, uh, something positive I've, I've added through extra something. Okay.
0: I always use it like that, but also with a little bit more of suck like you're a suck-up.
1: Oh, okay. Like a brown-noser brownie yeah, point. Yeah.
0: And that's where I thought that came from. Okay. But no, I would be wrong. All <laughs> right. So it's a pretty uh, straightforward derivative from a story, some story written in 1870 called "The Brownies." I thought I had written the author's name down, but it escapes me now. But it was this uh, idea in the story that kids can either be lazy bogerts or they could be brownies. All right, and um, that went on to uh, current, or you know, mid mid twentieth century. Girl Scouts, who then were given uh, brownie okay. points. Okay. Uh, but that this the saying of that or the thinking of that came from a couple generations of adults that knew that 1870 knew. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? I know, right? Yeah. Nothing to do with the brown nosing or anything.
1: No, I I was gonna assume it was like some kind of extra ration book we got, you know. In some depression war era times, so you got some extra brownie points for doing something. And it was a literal, but no, it's like an actual.
0: It's like an actual thing. Story. Yeah, an, nice. a, a real story. Huh. So that's it for the food episode of Whole Nine Yards. Thanks for hanging in there and Thank learning you. with us. you right? Yes. And uh, if you have input, if you want to give us some things... Uh, thoughts about what we've told you so far or something you'd like us to uh, talk about, uh, send it to us at at number 9 yardsorg that's at 9 yardsorg and that will get us, you know, suggestions relative criticisms uh, send them our way and we will... Uh, explore those. And that's it. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jay. I'm
1: Ray. And we, we are, are not idiot. idioms.
2: Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole 9 or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing you at whole9yards.org. That's you at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music.